0: Thank you for joining with me on what is the seventh day of the devotional series from the beginning until the end, the story of creation, rebellion, salvation, and consummation. And we took the first few days and surveyed those four tremendously important themes. And now we have come back and we're beginning to zero in on uh, this whole issue of salvation in the days ahead. We'll talk about the gospel. We'll talk about conversion. Right now, I I want us to to understand uh, the reality of our lostness. And it is uh, a cliché, but I believe it's a a cliché that is absolutely 100% true. And that is that a person cannot be saved until they know they're lost. They cannot know that they have this, uh, cannot be saved until they know they have this uh, unsolvable problem of sin. And so sin is described biblically in, in so many ways, and it helps us when we think about the issues of sin in that it reminds us that of what we were saved from, the, the greatness of the gospel. And so the apostle Paul describes sin in this fashion in Ephesians chapter 2 uh, verses 1 through 3. Again if you've got a Bible if you'd open it to the book of Ephesians in chapter 2 and we're going to just read three verses and the Apostle Paul is going to paint a very unflattering picture of humanity a very uh, a picture that is that is accurate it is sobering and from my own personal experience. Uh, this, this describes me in my pre-converted state. I, 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 have, I have no problem owning this. And I, I don't think any true Christian uh, would ever deny that this describes them prior to their conversion. It's certainly a harder pill for those who do not know Christ to understand that this really does accurately describe their condition, their attitude. Paul writes in this fashion. And you were dead in trespasses and sin in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of the flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. So Paul, writing to those who... We're believing, writing to the church at Ephesus, he wants to remind them that they too were once dead in trespasses and sin. Uh, as they looked up out upon the city of Ephesus and maybe looking at other family members and other citizens of that great ancient, ancient city, they were to understand that these people were dead in trespasses and sin. That is, that they are unresponsive Uninterested in the things of God. And we have uh, discussed those things many times before, but before there can be repentance and faith, there must be the principle of life imparted to that, those who are dead. They must be born again, they must be regenerated to understand their identity in Adam, uh, the reality of their corruption, the reality of their rebellion. Uh, the fact is that they're unwilling and unable to do that, which God demands, namely repent and believe. And so, we're dead in this realm of death, and we live that way, and we lived in this world, uh, even enjoying uh, this world, uh, being aligned uh, with the, the principles of this world, being aligned with the ruler of the world, the Satan himself. And we we're doing, verse 3, we were doing exactly what we wanted to do. That is, we were, we were uh, responding to our inner sinful desires, uh, desires that caused us uh, to, to willfully and willingly live in rebellion against God. And so Paul can describe the unbelievers in their very nature being children of wrath. That is, that, that it would be right and it would be fitting for the wrath of God uh, to come upon These individuals. And so Paul says that the entirety of mankind is in this unenviable situation. They are dead in trespasses and sin. They're living according to their sinful desires. That These desires are consistent with the ways and the desires of the ruler of this world. And that if God doesn't act, and He doesn't act powerfully, we will be held in this state of spiritual death. And so that helps us to understand what salvation is and what power is at work in us who believe that that brings us from spiritual death into spiritual life. And so I hope you'll think about that and uh, uh, maybe it'll give you some greater insight into that which God has saved you from and what God has saved you to. I pray that God will bless the rest of your day and that you'll be with me again uh, tomorrow. God bless you.